0: For me, it was a really important part of my journey because that was where it was one of the contributing factors that got me to face up to where was I going in life. And I had, my faith was awakened at that time, if I say it that way. I'd always had a belief in God, but I always knew that a big part of my heart was running from Him. Who's my biggest inspiration and why? Currently, it's my son, who is three. Well, if, if I say to you, I've been married um, now 25 years, and it took 22 years before we got our son, Nathaniel. Wow. And that wasn't because we waited. It was because it took 22 years before he was born. And uh, we lost two children along the way. And I think, and it was a huge journey, which I wouldn't have time to talk to you about, You know, in terms of things we had to work through medically, uh, specialist clinics and things like that. And also a lot of
1: prayer and a lot of journeying in our faith with God. And today's guest is Jonathan Bellamy, Chairman for Stoke-on-Trent City Centre Business Improvement District and CEO of Cross Rhythms City Radio. Hi, Jonathan. Thanks so much for joining us today. And actually, it's my first in-person interview, so I can I don't have to ask you where we are, as I normally do. We're in Stoke-on-Trent-Hanley uh, City Centre in your Cross Rhythms uh, studio. First of all, could you tell me something that you're both good at and that drips out of you a passion that you love doing
0: well hi Ian and it's great to join you on your podcast um lots of different things really at different times and certainly different times through your life different things affect you probably when I was younger I used to love pool I used to play an awful lot of pool I'm not very uh proud to be able to say but I missed an awful lot of lectures at university at St Andrews because I was playing pool in the student union instead so I really enjoyed that and it's always been there you still love traveling an awful lot I still do but I don't get the same opportunities like I used to I did a lot of hitchhiking back when hitchhiking oh. was um uh a little more common. I used to love that, but meeting different people. There was nothing better than um, getting lifts down through France and uh, getting lifts with people and having to speak French all the way down. Or I remember going around Australia, meeting loads of incredibly different people. So I love travel, and because I love culture, I love the experiences. There's so much to explore in this world, and uh, to be honest, you'll never get to touch hardly a little, you know, hardly very much of it in a lifetime. But the more that you can do, I think, the better.
1: Thank you for that. Now, I've got a little bit more on your background in a moment to get straight to the inspiration. Could you tell us who is your biggest inspiration and why? Who's
0: my biggest inspiration and why? Currently, it's my son. Right. Who is three. And uh, I think, well, if I, if I say to you, I've been married um, now 25 years and it took 22 years before we got our son, Nathaniel. Well, wow. And that wasn't because we waited. It was because it took 22 years before he was born. And uh, we lost two children along the way. And I think um, and it was a huge journey, which I wouldn't have time to talk to you about, you know, in terms of things we had to work through medically, uh, specialist clinics and things like that. And also a lot of prayer and a lot of journeying in our faith with God through it. But Nathaniel finally arrived, um, 4th of, uh, sorry, 7th of April, 2019. Oh, well done. And um, I think in terms of in- inspiring me, because you can get a little jaded sometimes, you know, um, with your responsibilities, your work. Sometimes you get a bit tired of the pressures, that kind of thing. For me, he's like the, the fresh... Fresh breath, if you like. It's like a second win of having him in my life. It's like, I want to do the best for him. I want him to have the best foundation for his life. Um, I want to do well in what I'm doing because it's part of contributing to his inheritance and his future. I want him to be proud of me as a father as he gets, as he grows up and becomes more aware of who I've been and who I am. All those kinds of motivations. So I would say I'm, I'm inspired by my desire to do well for him.
1: Beautiful, thank you so much. That's very moving and I can feel the the power and energy in that. Right, so as you said, you started at uh, St Andrews University where you did physics and then um, you were working parks for a while but you didn't feel as though you'd got a ton of direction and then through an awakening of faith, You got your life on track and you got involved with a pioneering media initiative called Cross Rhythms and of which you're now the the CEO of and you've created a number of different community radio stations. You've organised a music festival with that as well. And alongside that, I don't know how you've got time, you're the CEO of Stoke on Trent City Centre bid, where that's the business improvement district where you're bringing new life and fresh initiatives into the city centre so could you tell us some of the things that inspired you along that journey
0: <laughs> well you just kind of summarized probably the last 30 years <laughs> and uh, so where do you start on that um, so um probably just one little correction I chair the business improvement district rather than I'm CEO so Sorry. so I don't I'm not the day-to-day management of it but um yeah I mean there's there's been a lot of different things along the way Um if I go right back to that beginning you said uh, how I worked in parks if I'm honest with you, it wasn't that I... I did do some work in parts, but I worked for a company who had um, the uh, responsibility to maintain the parks in Plymouth, because I was in Plymouth in Devon at the time, and um, various different jobs. Some of it was picking up leaves, some of it was cutting grass. I was also given the job to drive around all of the parks in the city and clear out all the dog poo bins. Oh wow! And um, for me, it was a really important part of my journey, because that was where it was one of the contributing factors that got me to face up to where was I going in life. And I had, my faith was awakened at that time, if I say it that way. I'd always had a belief in God, but I always knew that a big part of my heart was running from him. For those of people listening who may have heard of the story in the bible of the prodigal son who basically took his inheritance and went away from his father and got to the point that he had nothing left and he was in a pigsty until he finally came back to his senses in some way for me that season of my life was me finally finally humbling myself to stop running and say i do need you god right and that was that was the turning point in my life and um from that place I've always believed that God had plans and purposes and does have plans and purpose for my life. Right. The Bible says it, you yep. know, um, he has works prepared in advance for you to do. All my days are written in his book before ever one of them came into being. I believe those words in the Bible. And so for me, the key was humbly choosing to align and want what he wants for my life. Right. Because I believe that he's much cleverer than me, much more knowledgeable. And if he knows what's the best for my life, I want that rather than me trying to make the best for my life. And so that was my decision. So um, four months after I made that commitment to God and gave him my life, I lost my job. And because they'd lost their contract, they had to make about 90% of us redundant. And there I was, made redundant from emptying poo bins. <laughs> and uh, not many people have got that on their CV. Um, but that point, I said, God, I really don't care what I do. I want to do what you want me to do, thinking job, career. And I said, while I'm waiting to work out what I think you're saying to me, I'm going to do some voluntary work. Okay, And I asked my dad, did he know of anybody? And he said, oh, there's this guy. Um, ask him. And so he told me the name of a person. And... A week later, this man happened to turn up at our house and I just knew it was Providence. It was, I couldn't ignore that. And so I just talked to him and just said, you know, anybody who would uh, need a hand. And he said, well, come and help me. And he was the man who'd started Cross Rhythms. Right. That was how I ended up in Cross Rhythms. Not because I had any history in media uh, or music or festivals or magazines or journalism. Um And ever since that day, I would say I've been following one day at a time, the next thing in front of me. And that's led me to become CEO of Cross Rhythms. We've started lots of different works. We have a radio station in Bethlehem. We've just done a new online platform on DAB in Newcastle-upon-Tyne aimed at teenagers. Um, we have this community radio station. It was the very first community radio station to launch in the UK back in uh, February 2002, as wow. uh, so it's over 20 years old now, and lots of different works and things that we have been involved with. In. But that was the starting point, and that's always my reference point that I come back to. For me, every day, I'm trying to be obedient to what I believe God is saying to me about what he wants me to do and to try to be faithful to
1: that beautiful thank you for sharing and, and that way of reducing the overwhelm by you know taking one step at a time along you know what that plan is is you know I find that quite helpful really to stop building such a you know a creation of my own that I'm, I'm uncertain about so I,
0: th- I think Ian the the key for me in that is the foundation is building upon God being real And knowing in my experience, he's real, because if he's much greater than me, I've got a sure foundation there for my life. If he's not in my life, then I'm relying on my own strengths to build my life. Right. That's Mm. what makes it different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for, for sharing. So when you came to Stoke, how did you get involved with the business improvement district on, alongside the cross rhythms thing
0: so before the business improvement district um there was a group called the city center partnership and um, because we have a radio station here in the city center i got involved purely through interviewing the then city center manager that the council had uh, on radio and uh, we just served what was happening in the city in the city centre giving a voice to it promoting interviewing that kind of thing found out about the city centre partnership and I was asked if I wanted to come along to the meetings and I did and I just served that was a part of that for a while and I think uh, maybe two years into that I was invited to to chair and I was voted in to chair the what was then the cultural quarter group of the city centre partnership and um, so I chaired that for about four or five years I think and uh we oversaw the consultation process with the council for the new public realm that was brought in uh which you know stills looks great down through piccadilly there yeah um and so uh we've been we we're involved with that and a number of other things um and then uh that developed um as the city center partnership was then looking well how are we to, can we be more effective for the city the the real issue was we didn't really have any money and um you can't do an awful lot if you don't have much money to do things and you don't, you can't pay anybody to do work, to do things. Mm. And so we read it, realized resourcing was the thing that was needed. And, um, so we um, discovered uh, about business improvement districts, which had been uh, running for a few years. And um, there were quite a few across the country. And we thought that's the kind of thing we need in our city centre because it empowers and also empowers a voice for businesses. Um, you know, so it's 436 businesses in the city centre who are part of the business improvement district each one of them pays a small levy every year which gives a budget of just over £400,000 a year for the bid to be able to provide improvements right. uh, hence its name Business yes. Improvement District and it's about bringing additionality above what was already there so it's how can we improve the environment the um, uh, more than what uh, it, it, where it's currently at you yep. know? how can we improve um, uh, marketing of the city centre get more events happening increase footfall bring more people in and that kind of thing and what what can we do to support businesses what kind of initiatives what kind of tools how do we provide business community support so all of that money goes into those three priorities and uh, that's really our role and there's, we have an initial term of five years and then we're up for election again uh, whether the businesses want to see it continue um, and if, if that's successful then we'll have another five years
1: and That's a great initiative and just before we press record I was mentioning you know, the way I know you is through a, a co-working space that's in one of the buildings that you manage and i came across this better world festival which was hosted in the city center with all different world music it was like the best thing ever basically it's right on my street and (laughs) i can't believe i'm now sat you know five or six months later interviewing the person that's you know got right at the top of that organization that puts that on or can you tell us a bit more about that better world festival in particular did did, did that come about Mm. you know from businesses wanting that or was that uh, you know a, a, an idea of the council or uh, you know, how did that come into play
0: so it's the brainchild of our bid manager uh, richard buxton and because uh, as a bid we've employed a bid manager as well as three ambassadors and a marketing manager and uh, one of his responsibilities is to come up with ideas and uh, have strategy and stuff like that um but anyway that was that was an event that he wanted to do um right from day one and um it it connects very much with, uh, I think, what people are looking for today. I think environmental issues uh, are really high on people's agenda, and I think they'll increasingly be higher and higher. Yeah. And, I, and I think Better World is – um it relates to lots of different ways in terms of how can we make this world a better place. Um But environmental issues is one of the main topics and one of the main themes that comes through in that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, it really – It was an amazing weekend. I ended up just spending the the whole day in the the city centre and enjoying the different stuff that was on offer. So, yeah, thanks for being part of organising that. Now, you've touched upon it a little bit, but for people who are particularly at a low ebb and have lost um, their self-belief, forgotten how amazing they are, is there anything that you could tell those guys on how they might be able to inspire them? selves along or even a particular time in your life when you were at a low ebb and you know something managed to inspire you through you know it's difficult
0: for me to come up with you know answers to those kinds of times in life outside of my own experience which is connected to my journey in faith yeah yeah and um for me probably if i think but i mean there've been loads of different times where i'd feel at a low ebb or whatever being able to talk to god about it is the greatest way of dealing with it. Okay. Yeah. So there's um, there's a scripture where God says, cast your burdens upon me because I care for you. That sums it up, you see. And I remember the first time I really resonated with that as a scripture for my life, just the, the, the number of different things, different challenges – There was circumstance with individuals, there was pressures within the organization. There's like I mean, a lot of our challenges have been how are we going to keep this going financially, you know? So that's always been a burden there. And um and just there was such a period, a prolonged period of that. And I'd I was finding I was I was um I've never been one to struggle sleeping, because I've always been able to, but in that season, it was taking me much longer. And Mm. um and I'd just be wrestling through and wrestling through these thoughts. And um and I just read it in the Bible. And I just felt in my heart, that was right for me. And so I just, I went into another room and I just sat down and I just handed them all to God. It's like, I felt like God was saying, Jonathan, throw them on me, right. throw them yeah. on, me. give them to me. I want them. Yeah. Basically he's saying, you don't have to carry all of these on your own. I'll carry them with you. You know, there's another wo- there's another scripture where God says, come to me, all you who are tired and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest for your soul. Take my yoke upon you. You know, like a picture of it is like of two oxen. There's a, there's that wooden yoke that ties, holds them together. Okay. God's saying, take my yoke upon you uh, and learn from me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Doesn't mean God gets rid of every burden, but he's saying, when you walk with me, you won't feel that same level of heaviness and burdens because I walk with you. And that's what I found. And that's what I apply um, in the face of whatever challenges and trials that I might have doesn't mean I get there straight away. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I'm a bit stubborn and it takes me a while before I kind of humbly uh, kind of get down uh, on my on my knees metaphorically. Um, But that to me is a great truth and a great experience in my life that he's really there with me.
1: Yeah, thank you for, for sharing that and that feeling of, of less aloneness, you know, I imagine can, yeah, be quite powerful for a, a lot of people. Now, I love inspiring events that somehow seem to dissolve barriers and bring people closer together onto a kind of, I call it team human. Any such inspiring events you could recall in your life where something seemed to bring people close together?
0: I don't feel like there's been major occurrences. I think it's been, for me, in my life, it's probably been more a number of smaller decisions, internal decisions. And I think probably the key word for me in terms of um, dissolving barriers between people is our ability to forgive. Mm. Issues come up. They always come up. You know, I don't know of any season of my life where I haven't had difficulties (laughs) there relationally or found things more difficult with different people. It's how you deal with that at the time. And for me, I think forgiveness has always been the way through on it. See, again, going back to scripture, the way that Jesus taught it, he said, take the plank out of your own eye before you try to take the speck out of somebody else. Yeah, so, yeah. so I often look, okay, how am I responding in this? How, what, what's my responsibility here? What's happening in my heart? What's motivating me? And I look at that and I have my responsibilities. What do I do with that? And then. Also, part of that is my willingness to forgive somebody for whatever they've done. And, um, the more I find if I do that, suddenly it brings a space and it brings a freedom again in, in my heart towards that person. You can never be responsible for changing somebody else, but you can be responsible for changing yourself. In terms of a circumstance that I've not, I wasn't involved with, but something that is, in, that inspires me. It's actually a story we play on cross rhythms quite regularly. Um, it's the story of the, um, did you ever hear of Nelson Mandela's Truth and Reconciliation Commission? So at the end of apartheid, he set up this procedure really, like courtroom procedures where they brought out the circumstances where people had been violated, wounded, gone through, you know, criminal acts, and they looked to take it through a process of truth. So that it wasn't hidden, but also then reconciliation. And um one of the stories we play regularly on Cross Rhythms, which comes from that, is an incredible story of a lady who was a wife and a mother who, uh, during apartheid, this man had come and taken both her husband and her son at different times and killed them both, oh, wow. Um, shot them and then burnt them, and then came back for her, I think, um a while later and took her down to the river where they were. Anyway, apartheid finished, the truth and... Uh, Uh, Reconciliation Commission took place and this man was brought to court and all the details were brought out and they asked this lady, what do you want to do? And she shared how her husband, I think actually she'd seen him die. He He was badly beaten and bruised. And when he died, he'd said, he'd prayed, Father, forgive them for what they're doing. And in the courtroom, when she was asked, what do you want to see done to this man who's brutally killed your husband and your son. She said three things. She said, first, I want to go to that river to be able to gather up their ashes. Second, I want this man to become my son and to come to me every two weeks so that I can pour out on him whatever love I still have within me to be able to give. The third thing is I want to offer him my forgiveness because Jesus died for me to forgive. And then she asked that somebody from the court would take her across the courtroom to be able to go and embrace this man so that he would know that he is truly loved. And the story goes that when that was happening, the people in the courtroom started to sing Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Wow. So forgiveness is extremely powerful. And that man apparently just broke down and wept in that courtroom because of what he was hearing.
1: Wow, that's a really powerful story. Thank you. Thank you for sharing it. Right now, it's quickfire inspiration, so these can be long or short answers. Could you tell us one of your most inspiring films?
0: Oh, inspiring films! I often tend to like war films that have something redemptive within it, something like Hacksaw Ridge. Okay, I that. and also that they, when they're true, I, I, I like stories that are true movies that are true generally. Um, Hacksaw Ridge, an incredible man, um, who, um, was a pacifist, didn't believe in war or killing anybody, but when he was called up, joined the medics and, he went out onto the battlefields to rescue those who'd been shot and wounded. And it's an incredible story. If you've not seen it, um, I won't go into it because many people have. That's an incredible story. Um, Thank you. I like uh, one called Glory. Um, Denzel Washington, um, uh, is in it, uh, amongst others. And, um, that was about, um, uh, a black regiment, um, during the American uh, Civil war and um, and all the hostility they received in being a, a totally black regiment, but also the honour um, that they found when they went into battle and and the the respect that they got in and, and how they fought and their courage and bravery. Um, yeah, I often those are a couple that come to mind.
1: Yeah, no, they, I've not seen either, so I'll be looking them up. Thank you. One of your most inspiring comedians.
0: Ah, uh, do you know? I don't know really. I mean, I'd like lots of different people. Probably the current one. My wife and I like to watch Michael McIntyre. Okay, yeah. it's probably not a big surprise. He, could, you know, he's on primetime BBC, isn't he? Yeah, he's a funny guy, <laughs> he's and he's a funny he, guy. He, he
1: does it, you know, without you know belittling other people. You know, good observational comedy. Yeah, yeah.
0: Absolutely, and uh, it's just funny, isn't it? So yeah. yeah, so I like I like to spend a bit of time watching him. One of your most
1: inspiring aspects of nature,
0: I think unexplainable complexity, yeah? Mm. It's like the complexity of space, the vastness of it, the variation within it, all the way down to the complexity within the atom. Mm. And the more that science does, the ability to penetrate the atom, it's almost like you go space one way and you go into the atom the other way. And just that incredible complexity, the diversity in the sea, in the air, in on the earth, etc. cetera, with all of that. To me, the more that we discover is also connected to the more that we realise we don't understand. Yes. And I think that level more and more points to a creator rather than science finds ways to explain life without a creator.
1: Yeah, thank you. One of your most inspiring aspects of design or style?
0: Not sure really on that one, but I'll say space. I know I mentioned it just now there in in Nature, but um, I think space is incredible design really yeah. and um in terms of you know like on my screensaver i've got this picture uh, have you have i think it's called pale blue dot yeah no. and um i think it was one of the voyagers that um uh went out into space um many years ago as it got towards the outer regions of the solar system it was it was happened to be facing back to where earth would be and they and the NASA scientists just decided to just take a picture just to, looking back and not that they expected to get anything from that but there's this incredible picture you can just google it and search it online at the moment where that spacecraft um was taking a picture it was like the array of light from the sun illuminated the earth and you see just hanging in the vast expanse of space, this incredibly small blue dot, mm. which is the planet that we live on. Wow. And I uh, and I just love that image. <laughs> it's an image of space and a blue dot, but I think the kind of story behind that and the reality of that's behind that
1: is wonderful. Thank you. One of your most inspiring songs?
0: Currently, um, it's a song we've got on the playlist called Talking to Jesus. Okay. By a guy called Brandon Lake. Okay. And it's eight minutes long and... If you don't know how to do that, he explains it in that song. But it's it's inspirational. Um, it's kind of like him kind of talking about his experiences and a lot of people relating to it. It's kind of in a live setting and everybody's kind of listening and then cheering and, and singing along with him and all that kind of stuff. There's an awful lot to it. Check it out on YouTube
1: yeah yeah I'll put it in the in the show notes as well the link and the last quick fire inspiration is one of your most inspiring aspects of travel
0: let me give you two quick answers to that uh I've been to Jerusalem two or three times I love sitting sitting there in the in the, in the the centre with a coffee and just watching the cultures go by. I think it's the most incredible place, you know, just the, the four different quarters there, just the mix of people from all around the world, but also all the different people groups that live there. Um, I just think Jerusalem's the most amazing place. Um, flip side of that, when I was hitchhiking, when I was 19, I hitchhiked around Australia. And uh, when I was down in the south of Australia, near a place called Esperance, I met um, a Catholic, me and my friend were both Uh, hitchhiking we met a catholic priest and he said um oh if you want uh want a place to stay come and help me build my catholic church for a few weeks so we went and helped him lugged a few um bricks around and stuff and worked in in the gardens a little bit and stuff and we stayed there and he said if you go off to this other place um let me know and i'll I'll tell the nuns who live there that you're on the way and so a couple weeks later we did go that way and uh, these nuns picked us up when we arrived at their town and um they arranged for us to stay somewhere. And the following day, they decided to take us out. So they took us to the beach and it was like a four wheel drive um, through the outback to kind of get out uh, to where this incredible bay was called. And uh, if you want to try and find it online, it's called Wharton Bay, W-H-A-R-T-O-N. Okay. And so these two or three nuns took me and my mate to this beach. Uh, bay and when we walked down to it it was the most incredible scene it was like this perfect arc and the waves that were coming in filled the arc of that bay and they were Quite high, but you could see this perfect, perfect arc of the waves coming in. And as we were walking down, there were dolphins jumping in the waves as oh, this wow. water was, and there's hardly anybody else down there because it was so out of the way. And the, and the, and the beach was like so crisp as you walked on it, it squeaked. And when you went into the water, it was almost like it was like, it was like it was crisp. It was, it was just so fresh. And so probably the most, uh, lovely beach experience I've ever had.
1: Wow. Thank you. Yeah, I missed that when I was in Australia, the the southern part. So uh, thanks for sharing. And there was a a, a little bit of your wisdom I saw online in in relation to travel. And, you know, I I certainly love to travel as well. But I I can, I think, be guilty sometimes of being a bit of an escapist person. And your beautiful quote, I believe, was, you know, sometimes it's better to know why you already are somewhere that that you already are, you need to know why you're there and embrace the purpose in that and see all that's good in it and enjoy it for what it is. Mm. And uh, I thought, oh, yeah, there's definitely some... It's a balance, but there's some truth in that. Could you just elaborate a tiny bit on on that one?
0: Well, I guess guess what I mean by that is if you live for your holidays, most of your life is you don't really want. Mm. And far more fulfilling is that you find your fulfillment in your day in your life in the life that you have and then a holiday on top of that or a travel experience on top of that can be a little cherry on top but if you live for just the cherries and you don't like the cake that's not a, that's not good sustenance for the rest of your life if that makes sense <laughs> yo
1: perfect perfect explanation and as I've never interviewed a, a radio DJ and I'm guessing I'm on this new audible media experience of my own with the podcast i'm guessing part of your cake is you know being a a radio dj which is involves news and stories and music and things like that i'm just trying to picture myself in in your day could you just tell us a tiny bit of the some of the you know the inspiring things that you know enable you to love that that bit of your cake um yeah i love um i love the music
0: I mean that's one thing that if people tune into Cross Rhythms they'll hear music they, they won't hear anywhere else some of it they'll hear on different stations um, but all the music that we play are by artists who would call themselves Christians okay. whether they're independent artists so-called Christian music scene or mainstreams and there's loads of Christians who are in the mainstream uh, people like One Republic um, Daniel Benningfield the Fray um, loads loads of different people 21 Pilots and uh, we, we play those artists as well um, but uh, one of my roles has been for many many years is uh i get to choose the music that goes on the station Oh. and because cool. uh, most of the music that we play there isn't um a, uh, there isn't like any kind of system that is choosing music to be released as singles for example and the christian music scene doesn't have that um so um we get to choose whether we do or don't like songs from albums that kind of thing and of course individual songs that are put out as well um I love doing that. So I often t- spending a little bit of time doing that. Um, I love being able to work with a good team. Over the years, we've had some wonderful people working here. My responsibility is more to try to build the teams, to build the direction, to help people to be able to do their job and what they are looking to do as best that they can. Um, I like the diversity of what we do everything from the the wheelhouse cowork in space uh to a radio station in uh Bethlehem. Uh we used to do something in uh Thailand and you know just there's so much different colour that I found um in all of those things. Um but I think going back to the beginning of the interview, um the thing that gives me the real meaning in all of it is why I do it. And I do it because this is me I believe in doing this. I'm contributing to what God's asked me to do. Right, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, and if I can do that well, then hopefully he can be seen better
1: yep. through what I do. Thank you. Right, uh, we're coming towards the end now. What's most right in the world?
0: What's most right in the world? That's a tricky question, isn't it? I had two kind of thoughts on that. I thought if I was going to be very deep about it, I was probably going to say, I think the thing that's most right is the gift of free will. The reason I say that is because if you go right back to the beginning, that was the one thing that God gave that empowered man to make his or her own decisions. And so that the power of free will is what we do with it for good or for bad and the potential of free will. So, like, I, I believe God gave free will to man to give man the option of whether he wanted to love God or not. Right. You see, so that then you would come into a relationship with God out of your choice, not because a higher power created you with the ability to love him. Yeah. And I think that's incredible. Mm. And so I think that's the thing that's most right is the fact because God said this is so important that I give this to you and the potential that can come from that is so great. Yeah. Other than that, I think the thing that's most right, I do believe in an absolute truth. I think everybody has their truth and lots of people have different truths and they think that's truth. And I'm not saying that I, everything that I believe is necessarily correct truth, but I do believe in an absolute truth. And I believe that's found in Jesus. In fact, that's what he called himself. In another scripture He said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to God, the Father, except coming through me. And so for me, truth is a route to real life.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, thank you for that. And what is the next book on your reading list? Simon Sinek, The Infinite Game. Okay. So yeah. he's um, he was well known because
0: he did uh, a seminar at, on TED. And I think it's probably one of the most watched TED videos. Um, and uh, it was when he did a book called Start With Why. And it was that book's been hugely popular. Um, it, it's kind of um, business leader. He writes bu- le- books for business leaders. And so, start with why. I read that, thought that's fantastic, lots of good stuff in there. Uh, then I read his next book, which was, I think, Leaders Eat Last. And that was all about, you know, exceptional leadership. And his latest one is called The Infinite Game. And I've not read it yet. So I can't really tell you what's what it's about.
1: No, thank you for sharing <laughs> that. The reason I hesitated when you first said that, because I was trying to think, wait a minute, there's some little synchronicity here. And yeah, it was Ken Beller, our seventh guest, author of Great Peacemakers. I had a follow up call with him uh, just a couple of weeks ago because uh, he's, he's doing this great piece work uh, and i got some ideas and he says you need to watch that ted talk i'd never heard of it and it was, it was uh, and i watched it yeah but oh, okay. yeah. i've not read any of the books but yeah so thank you that's it's funny that i'd never heard and then in space for two weeks is twice in well to he's, me. Yeah. he's
0: being exceptionally influential i think among um, business leaders uh, certainly in the last 10 years or so yeah. um one other book that's um i'm about to read um, I read to my son every night and we, uh, one of the things that he was got bought, um, when he was born was the complete Winnie the Pooh collection. Okay. And, uh, we're up to book number five and I think okay. there's about. 28 20, 29 of them and we're on number five
1: all right brilliant <laughs> yeah thank you for that no thank you so much for uh, all your time today oh, and if people want to get in touch with you how should they do that
0: uh well phone the cross rhythms telephone number if you want that's 01782 1000 um or if you want to email me personally you can do that it's jonathan.bellamy at crossrhythms.co.uk. uk.
1: thank you so much for today my pleasure Wow, Jonathan has really prompted me to start looking to feel less alone on this life journey. Here are my top 10 hits of inspiration from Jonathan. One, get inspired by travel. Like Jonathan's wonderful stories of coffee in Jerusalem and going to the beach with nuns in Southern Australia. Two, get inspired by Jonathan's patient and persistent 22-year journey to have his child, Nathaniel. 3. Get inspired by how Jonathan is so inspired to do well, to do his best as an inspiration for his son. 4. Get inspired by how Jonathan's faith was awakened while he was working in the park industry. 5. Get inspired that there might be a higher power that's got great plans for us. 6. Get inspired by how Providence sometimes seems to step in, as with Jonathan's jump into cross rhythms. Seven, get inspired by how you can reduce overwhelm by just taking it one step at a time. Eight, get inspired by the power of business improvement districts to improve city centers and such great things as the Better World Festival. Nine, get inspired by how You might not have to carry all of your burdens and that you can throw some of them off to god 10 get inspired by jonathan's super powerful story from nelson mandela's truth and reconciliation commission in which a mother showed the ultimate power of forgiveness 11 get inspired by jonathan's wisdom to not only look forward to your holidays otherwise most of your life ends up just being a waiting room 12 get inspired by the power of free will thanks for joining me today watch out for news on our new group thank you everyone for listening today your kind attention is really appreciated and valued if you feel some inspiration from today's episode please share it and please leave us a review on itunes and if you wish leave us some comments in your comments please let us know any inspirational subjects you'd like us to cover as i aim to build a bank of both inspiration and stories of events that inspired close connection between groups of people if you have something to share in this space send me an email at inspiringteamhuman at gmail.com thanks again look forward to seeing you next week for another boost of inspiration Thanks to Ben Sound for the music.